Welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast, where we unlock the secrets of intuition, self-discovery, and spiritual wisdom. I'm your host, Liz Zamorski, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings, exploring our intuitive language, and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance. Tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast. My name is Liz Zamorski. I am the Fem Genius. Today, I'm going to be talking about finding your authentic voice. I'm going to be talking about my journey through that. I also already know that there's going to be one big old F-bomb at least during this episode. And so if you are listening without headphones and there are people around you who possibly would be offended or upset by hearing someone say, the full-length version of the word MFR, then maybe wait to listen to this one until you have on headphones or until you're by yourself. So I'm just going to say that this is your warning for explicit content. But with that said, I want to talk about finding our authentic voices and how that is such a pivotal part of our journey and talk about how I'm experiencing that on an ongoing basis and how this podcast has really opened that up for me. So sit back, relax. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to see what comes through. I do feel like finding our authentic voices is such a big part of the spiritual journey. And I talk about it a lot with the work that I do where whether it's readings or mentorship or teaching people how to read the tarot, a lot of it is about helping you become fluent in your internal voice or your intuition or your intuitive voice. And I say that a lot because that's been so much a part of my journey. It's not just about accessing my intuition, but finding the way that it can speak to me, the way that I can actually read the messages. Because when you attune to your intuitive voice, and when I talk about intuitive voice, I'm talking about you know, that inner voice that's not the critic. It's not that ego voice that's constantly like, watch yourself, what's going on? Uh, 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 Are you sure about that? You know, not that voice, but the other one that's like, hey, turn left. Or, hey, don't you want to go work at that cafe today? And then you run into somebody who you're like, oh my gosh, this was so cool. I listened to that voice. Um, That's the intuitive voice. It's our inner knowing. And it's kind of of no use to us if we can't access it, if we can't hear it. And so what's so neat to me about this spiritual journey or about walking this path in an intentional way and bringing awareness to what's going on around you is like once you attune yourself to the signs and the way that your intuition is talking to you, it's like this Pandora's box. Like you can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. And suddenly you're aware on a whole other level, at least in my experience, I became so aware of like how many signs are coming through all the time, how many connections there are in my life, how I can really see energetic patterns playing out and watch, you know, witness myself that sometimes I'm in a place where I feel like I can make different decisions based on that awareness. And sometimes I can't, and I watch myself do it. And I feel the pain of that. I feel the pain of, I know what I need to do, but I can't right now. I can't say this thing to that person. I can't access this. And it's so painful and wretched 
when I'm now aware of it, like before I would just be like, why did I do that boneheaded thing? Ugh, why couldn't I just tell them to fuck off? Ugh. And now it's like I watch a situation unfolding in real time and I'm very aware of it. And I'm like, okay, I know that myself now needs to do X, but I can't, you know, like I hear the intuitive voice. And so it doesn't mean like that by hearing your intuitive voice that you suddenly have to be in perfect alignment with it and that, you know, you have to do it right. And like, you know, if this information's available to you, you should go ahead and use it all the time. Um, yeah, that's obviously the goal is being able to internalize, integrate and use the information that your intuitive voice is bringing in. But it's also really hard. And that to me is so much of the work. It's so much of the journey is noticing and witnessing this unfold and noticing when I am able to make decisions that are in alignment with my intuitive voice and when I just feel like I can't, but at least being aware of it, because then the next time that that energetic pattern comes up, I can look at, am I ready now? Am I ready to make the, the different choice? Am I going to play out the pattern? Can I or can't I? Like, where am I at right now? And it's so amazing because you start seeing your growth in real time and I feel like I've just really buried that because I come from this place of, well, not everybody has access, not everybody's on this journey, and you don't want to come across as having the answers for them or trying to save other people or trying to, you know, I don't know, tell people what to do because everybody's on their journey and everyone has their own sovereignty and everyone can make their own choices. I don't know better than anyone. I'm just sharing my experience. And what I've realized with this podcast, like I'm just going to touch on this point, is that every week when I'm recording these, I feel like I'm speaking in more and more of my authentic voice. Like it's going from being a podcast and having to have something of value to say and instead just being like, this is what it would be like sitting in my kitchen and talking to me. A place for me to share my authentic voice, but also for you to find yours. For me, so much a part of my growth with my authentic voice is looking back at old Facebook posts. You know, they come up in those memories and it's like, here's what you wrote in 2010. And I'm like, please don't. No, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody needs to know. And, you know, like back in you know, 2009. And even before that, like back when I was in law school, like Facebook was still kind of being used as a live feed. Like people weren't using Instagram as much, uh, at least like in my circles, but Facebook was still a live feed. So like, I'll get these memories from over a decade ago that are like, just going to lunch, brought a really great sandwich today. Meet me in the brief stop, like in law school, you know, asking people to come have lunch with me. And it makes me cringe every dang time it could even be something from last year last month and i'm like please liz why stop it but what i've realized is that the cringe shows me how much i'm growing like the more i cringe the more i'm like that is not a resonant voice or that's not a resonant depiction of who i am in the world or who i want to be in the world and so i just want to say that if you're on this journey of like finding your authentic voice and I feel like the authentic voice is informed by the intuitive voice a lot, which it, so I'm going to 
possibly be using these words interchangeably, um, but just know like this is your true inner voice, your true inner knowing. And it's so interesting because I feel like my authentic voice is interacting with my intuitive voice a lot of the time, but that they're two different things. You know, my authentic voice is the one that's going like, I can't. And my intuitive voice is the one that's like, but you should like you, but this would be the better way to do it. Like you should just say this right now instead of waiting and festering it. Um, But I digress. So it's so interesting, like the way that this came up for me, because I was in meditation last Friday and I saw this version of my inner child that revisits me in my thoughts a lot. Like this is something that just pops up for me a lot and it has throughout my life. And it's this image of, and like from my point of view, I'm sitting in the living room. And so you can join me there. Like imagine that you're sitting in a living room in like 1985 in Kansas City, Missouri. And you're looking toward the kitchen in a townhouse and there's wall to wall carpeting. And from where you are in the living room, there's like one step up into where the dining area and the kitchen would be. And so we've got this like sunken living room situation and standing there on that step is a just freshly turned four-year-old named Liz Zamorski with brown hair past her shoulders, a thick set of bangs, a rainbow bright nightgown, which was probably highly flammable. It was the eighties and she's standing there barefoot on that step. And in front of her, she has the Hoover vacuum and the vacuum cleaner has this long curved upright handle that is the perfect height when it's down in the living room to be a fake microphone on a stand for four-year-old Liz. And four-year-old Liz stands there for hours, singing her heart out, doing a talk show, entertaining the troops, you name it. (laughs) She was up there doing it. And if she had to go to the bathroom or if she needed a break, she would say, we'll be right back after these messages. So she would like, you know, she had dedicated ad space for, for this show. And this is what I would do when I was that age, when we lived in Kansas City briefly when I was a little girl. I would stand there with that vacuum cleaner, you know, doing my Joan Collins show, singing, dancing, whatever talking about the affairs of the world. And for years, this image has popped up for me, but I always see it from the perspective of the living room. Like I'm looking at myself and I'm going to sidetrack for a second because this is what it's like hearing a story from me. So hang on, I'll bring us back. Don't worry. But so what's interesting is that when I was in a meditation like three years, no, five years ago, I was in a meditation with someone and they were talking about life purpose. And I imagined that I was in the woods 
And I met this woman on the trail in this meditation who was dressed all in white. I have very visual meditations. I have very visual breath works, at least up until now. So I was in the woods. I met this woman all in white. And she didn't have a face, which is fine. It didn't phase me at the time. And I asked her about like what my purpose was. And she turned her head to the side and this voice came out of her, like this note that was crystal clear. And I've, you know, looked for different frequencies and singing bowls that would resonate at that frequency so I could hear that note again. And I've never been able to find it. So the quest continues, but it was this like, I mean, it gives me chills thinking about it. It was this crystal clear resonance, this note that she sang. And as I heard the singing, I also saw this visual of her, you know, opening a mouth, even though she didn't have a face. And as the sound came out, it was like the lines of music that you would see on sheet music. It was like, I could visually see like the lines of music with notes on them. And there were several notes, even though she was just singing what I heard as one. And I looked at this and I was like, okay, that's not really helping me with my life path or like my journey. I don't think I'm going to be a singer. And then it felt like it was something about a podcast. And so when I say, you know, that this idea has been swirling around for a long time, like it has been, and I've been getting the messages more and more clearly, you know, like four-year-old Liz felt this call to, to share her stories and to share her voice. And she was so confident in that. And so much of the work that I'm doing, you know, getting back to my authentic voice and being able to access my intuitive voice is really peeling back the layers back to that true sense of self that I had, where that little girl was like, I've got something to say. I've got something to share. I am ready to to amplify this, like whatever her message was. And, you know, where she was going to also make money doing it, like with her ad space, which is just so funny to me every time I think about it. But so this, like using the voice, finding the voice, allowing the voice to come out of you was coming through in a meditation several years ago. Then I was doing a one-on-one breath work session maybe a year ago. And as this practitioner like took me into breath work, she said, you know, maybe you want to invite in a couple of guides who can be with you during this session. And so I was in this really magical part of these woods behind my house. And when she said guides, I was thinking like, who should I invite in? You know, like who would want to go on this journey with me? And this old man and this old woman showed up like immediately. I've never seen them before. I don't know who they are. And they just showed up in that glen in the forest with me and the old man i would describe as like old man time or like this abraham figure where he was really old stooped over very wrinkled weathered skin very long white beard like floor length white hair some type of robes on him that looked you know run of the mill and he was on my left side And on my right side 
was basically his female counterpart where she was wearing this sleeveless, just white tunic, but pure white tunic. She was very old, had the wrinkles on her face, and she had the white hair that went down to the ground. And they just popped in. And I was like, oh, hey. And I asked them if they wanted to you know, be on this breathwork journey with me and support me and provide protection during it. And they were both like, yeah, we'll do that. And very quickly, once the breathwork session started, the man kind of faded away. And when I started this breathwork session, and if you've never done breathwork, it's basically like between half an hour to 60 minutes or more of um, a breath cadence that you're doing. A very common one is where you'll do a double inhale through your mouth and then a single exhale through your mouth. And it's fairly rapid. You don't take breaks in between these breaths. And so it can sound like this, like, (gasps) (sighs) 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 like that's the cadence. So you're like over oxygenating your body and that can induce release. It can induce muscle tension. It can induce all kinds of effects. But one of them that I experience the most is very clear hallucinations or very clear clairvoyant messages where I'm seeing things in my mind very clearly. It's like I'm in that world. I'm experiencing a lot of release. If you've ever been in a room with me when I've been doing breath work or if you've ever held space for me while I'm doing breath work, thank you very much. But also I do a lot of loud vocalization through my mouth. Um, Inadvertently, a lot of times I don't even know I'm doing it. I have a lot of crying, a lot of emotional release. I got out of the cage. I was standing there and I had the sense that the woman was still with me, like behind my right shoulder. The man was no longer there and the cage was gone. And then I felt this activity happening behind me. Like the woman was like busy, like I could hear her shuffling around. And so in this breath work, I turned my head and looked over my shoulder and I saw that she was like down on the ground gathering something. And I just said, what are you doing? And she went, oh, well, you know, someone took off your wings and they're here. And so I'm just gathering them. And my full body went into chills at that moment. And I was just like, oh my God, like what, what? someone took my wings and they're still there and she's going to help me put them back on. Oh my gosh. Like the love that I felt in that moment, the care that I felt in that moment that I was providing to myself through this avatar of this wise old woman. It's just, so touching and so deep. And like that to me, I'm like, that's an authentic experience. This is my authentic voice being able to really share like the depth of what this healing can look like and feel like, and it's emotional and it's deep. And it brings up stuff that maybe we would have preferred for a little while longer to, to leave buried, but you know, here we were. And so this woman was much shorter than me. And when she picked up these wings and was holding them in her arms, they were taller than she was. They were these long white 
I'll say angelic wings, but they were huge and they were pure white. And it was like, she was struggling to hold them. And she looked at me and she's like, so do you want me to put these back on or, and I was like, yeah, you, you can put them back on. And she took the wings and she was very delicately sewing them back onto the back of my body. And as I experienced that connection and that moment and that reclamation of my wings, like I lost it emotionally where I just couldn't believe that care and that love and that gift that I was able to give myself of putting my wings back on, finding that freedom, finding that ability to fly and saying like, you don't have to use these, let this heal, let these wounds heal, integrate these wings. But when it's time, just know that they're here. Nobody can clip your wings anymore. You've taken this back. And that experience was so deep for me. That experience left me with a lot of questions because I was like, wait a second, if that's the level that I'm on right now with reclaiming my wings, which felt really big for me on my journey, I was like, I'm going to have to take responsibility for a lot of self-love that I've been denying. And part of that is being able to speak my truth and being able to say no when I need to say no. A little while after that, I had to have a really uncomfortable conversation with somebody who I'd hired as a contractor in my business. And for so long leading up to the conversation I had to have, I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I still booked the conversation. It was like 10 minutes before I was going to have to have this uncomfortable conversation. And I was sitting in my studio and I just closed my eyes and I was like, okay, whichever inner children are nervous about this phone call, please just show yourself to me now. And I expected like a couple to show it, like maybe 15 year old me feeling really intimidated by authority and not wanting to be intimidating and not wanting to be too much. And, you know, six year old me feeling like she's going to lose the thing that she can rely upon. And, you know, I, I expected a couple of my inner children to kind of show up in my mind's eye. And it was almost immediate that like the whole room around me felt like it was filled with this energy where it was like, you know, 15 year old me, six year old me, but nine year old me, um, you know, several adult versions of me who had needed to have uncomfortable conversations, but were afraid to. Um, it just was like all ages were suddenly showing up, all ages who had needed to be able to use and access their authentic voice for the good of themselves and for all involved. Like every single age where I struggled with that in a poignant way just showed up. And they were all like in unison, almost like I'm scared. And it was so interesting because like at the last moment, like it looked like a set of hands came in holding a baby. And that was like my moment of comic relief because I was like, okay, who brought the baby? Like who brought the baby to the phone call? But it showed me, I had like this moment where I kind of asked 
the baby version of myself, like, why are you here? And then this memory, whether it was real or conjured by my own brain, popped in about like why that baby was here, like that they couldn't express what they needed. They couldn't use their authentic voice. And so I just looked at this room full of inner children and and the baby. And I just said, I need all of you to go into the other room while I do this call. I will come and I will check on you. You will be safe there. You are going to be okay. I will come and get you afterwards because, you know, I'm not asking you to go away forever. I just need for adult Liz in this moment who knows that I need to have this conversation, even if I don't know how it will go, even if I don't know exactly what I'm going to say, I need Liz now to be the one who's in this conversation and not any of that fear, not any of those stories about what it means or, or the fear about using your authentic voice. And so I had them all leave the room. I did the phone call, which was very uncomfortable, but I did it. And then at the end, I went and got my inner children and I said like, okay, you're welcome back in. But it was like this layer of fear had lifted off of all of them. And so already it was like I was integrating that wing energy with my authentic voice. So back in May, I was at the Intuit retreat down in Texas and we were in a group breathwork session and I was participating in the breathwork session. So I wasn't facilitating it. And I was laying there and my body was moving a lot this time. And that's not something that I experience all the time during breathwork, but I just went with it. And at one point, my left leg was straight down on the ground, just straight in front of me. And my right leg was bent and my right um, foot was planted or anchored into where my left knee was. So if you looked at me from the front, it looked like my legs were in the shape of a number four. And I became aware of this during the breath work. And what popped in for me was, oh, this is how ballerinas stand. And so I just started like lifting my arms over my head. I just went into that pose of a ballerina, like with the rounded arms over the head and those legs in that, you know, tree pose. And I just started smiling so brightly. I felt it through my whole body. And I was suddenly aware that I was both in the audience looking at little me, like little four-year-old me in like a pink tutu standing up on a stage all by herself. And she was in that position, in that ballerina position. And I was also the ballerina on the stage feeling so proud and just beaming with pride and joy and looking out into the audience and seeing adult me beaming with pride and joy back at me. And so there was this really incredible moment happening for me where I was simultaneously the adult who could witness the child and care for the child and see her in her authentic expression of self, and where I was the child who was receiving that love and that unconditional pride that she was always seeking where she was really internalizing messages of conditional love and earning love and earning the right to use her voice and hearing people saying things like, we don't want to hear from you or nobody cares or it doesn't matter or you're too emotional. All of these things that she had been told that had enforced this 
rule of law in the house where she needed to not be seen. By being seen, she was opening herself to ridicule and nobody wanted to hear it. And so in that moment, in that breath work, I was in this really beautiful connection with that little girl. And then I walked up to the stage and I held my arms out and she jumped into my arms and I was hugging her so tightly and just whispering in her ear, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And as I laid there, I was physically also just crossing my arms over my chest and holding my shoulders and my upper arms so tightly and squeezing and just in my head, just receiving that I'm so proud of you. And that was such an incredible and pivotal moment for me in being able to care for myself in my authentic expression. And when I integrated that session afterwards, I wrote down this phrase that had come through during that breathwork session, which was, don't trust lame ass motherfuckers with your razzle dazzle. And when that came through, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I've been trusting people who cannot handle me with helping me define my own experience of myself for 41 years. 41 years they had that power. And I've picked up more and more of those lame ass motherfuckers along the journey. I've also picked up some really amazing people who could handle my razzle dazzle because they weren't lame. And they were also trying to figure out how to get back to that root of their razzle dazzle. And so, you know, there's, there's the glimmers, there's those lighthouses that I've had along my journey. And I'm so grateful for all of you, but there's also lame ass motherfuckers who are going to look at you, who are going to listen to you. And they're going to say, not for me. They might, actually internalize it as a story about you, that you're this or you're that, and it may be full of judgment. And they may try to project that onto you in the form of shame and embarrassment. But that's really a reflection of them not being able to reach their own razzle dazzle. And so they look at you and they're like, this is not good. I don't feel safe here. I don't like this. This doesn't feel good inside of me. And usually it's because it's opening up an awareness in someone else that they've got to get back to their truth. All of this is the background context for what I realized on Friday, which was that when I access the memory of little Liz standing on the living room step, doing her show, I've always experienced it from the audience point of view. And on Friday, I suddenly became aware of that, where I suddenly was like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at this little girl from across the room. But I was that little girl. I have access to being able to see through her eyes and be able to really experience what she's authentically going through instead of just watching it from across the room as a memory or as like a movie that keeps playing out. Because obviously if she keeps popping up on my journey in my memories or in my consciousness, 
she probably has something she needs to say, or she has an awareness that is very confusing for her. And she needs some help from me to be able to access that with her, process what happened, and then be able to integrate it. Like now be aware of that truth, be aware of maybe the story that came from that moment or a misaligned sense of self that was aligned at that moment, but with the gift of context and with the gift of the journey and with the gift of time and space, I've been able to now see myself differently. So I felt like on Friday when she showed up, it was actually the time for me to integrate whatever it was she wanted to say. And she may pop up again in the future, but this is what she had to say to me on Friday. She had me become aware that I was watching her from across the room. And so it felt like the invitation was there for me to step back into the embodiment of her and to see things through her eyes. And when I did that, the first thing I noticed was how big the room felt and how empty it was. Knowing that there were other people in the house with me, but being aware that nobody wants to come and watch the show. Nobody's interested in what I have to say. Nobody's interested in hearing my true expression of my heart. Nobody wants to see me share my gifts. If I'm quiet and introspective and a bookworm, they like that. They like seeing me playing quietly. They like seeing me reading books, even if I can't read all the words. That gets me a lot more praise than this. So I better just quiet down, be the bookworm, and not do this because nobody's interested in hearing it. And in that moment, it just became so heavy. And so I held that child. Adult me held that child and just said, you're not too much. This is way too heavy for a little girl like you. Of course we wanna hear your voice. Of course I wanna hear what you have to say. I am so proud of you. Look at you, look at your bravery standing up here. Look at your imagination. Being able to take that vacuum cleaner and make it your microphone. Being able to, being able to entertain yourself for all this time. You're magical. I wanna hear everything you have to say. I wanna hear your voice. I wanna see you beaming and I want you to feel my pride because even if no one else shows up, I'm always front and center. I always want to hear what you have to say. And you get my love just by being you. And I really integrated that and I really pulled her in and I allowed myself to experience, you know, as a result of all this other work I've been doing to really experience this next level for me. It felt like a next level of being able to access my authentic voice, love myself for whatever shows up, still cringe at the old self, but be like, but damn girl, like you've grown. <laughs> this is who you had to be. This is the origin story. This is who you, you were experiencing life as. And it's an indication of pieces of myself. You know, when I see those Facebook memories or see those old posts of mine, seeing pieces of myself that still need my acknowledgement, that still need my love. 
because even though they were an incentive or a piece of my journey of growth, they're part of me. And so they also make up my authentic voice. The whole point of this was to really talk about my gratitude for finding this outlet for my authentic voice, my gratitude for you who are listening and who are on this journey, my gratitude for your openness to perhaps integrating some of this information for yourselves, maybe looking also into new modalities that might resonate with you, and an invitation for you to give yourself permission to share your authentic voice. Because for as many people who would cringe There are so many people out there who need your weird ass self, who need your razzle dazzle and who are going to understand it. You know, I think of things like Comic-Con or these niche environments where people show up and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found all of you because I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one who thought this way or talked this way or dreamed this way. And so when we can share our authentic voices, not only with ourselves, not only becoming aware of it for ourselves, but being able to share it in community and be able to show up as yourself so other people have permission to show up as themselves, or maybe they challenge themselves because they see how in alignment you are with who you are and what it is you wanna say and what it is you wanna be and do and have in the world. We all get to evolve. We all get to step forward into this new way of being, this authentic way of being. And when we're authentic, We get to be creative because we're not expending so much energy holding back our true voice. And when we can be creative, that to me is going to be the greatest healer. When we can use our energy for creation instead of defense or destruction, we're going to watch this world really change. I did not know I was going in this direction today. I did not know we were going to be ending with this, you know, message like this, but I believe it. I be- as I hear myself saying it, I believe it. And so I invite you to really let yourself listen to your authentic voice, even if it's for just a few minutes a day, even if it's just during journaling or if it's during, you know, maybe a car ride by yourself, just being like, how do I feel about this? Really? If, if I don't have to do anything, if I don't have to change my behavior, I just want to know how I really feel about a thing. Because that knowing, that awareness without the strings attached of, well, if you know it, you have to take action on it. Or if you know it, this is what you have to do. If you instead just let yourself be with the awareness of how you really feel, give yourself the time and space. Maybe you are able to action that new information right away. Maybe you are able to integrate it and process it and like show up differently or have a a tough conversation. That can happen. But I also want you to give yourself a freaking break if you become aware of how you feel or if you become aware of what you think about something and you just know like i'm just not ready to fully change the behavior i don't know how to do that i'm in a lot of pain right now but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and and do what i know even that is a sign of growth because you're at least making the conscious choice to react in a certain way and so just give yourself permission to understand awareness a little bit deeper, to be a little bit more aware of what wants to come through, what truth wants to come through, even if you can't yet take action. The knowing is half the battle. I thank you so much for being a listener here, for 
your likes, shares, and subscribes. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, make sure that you follow or subscribe. And I would love to hear your comments. I love receiving your feedback. And I love hearing how the show is helping you on your journey or realizations that you're having. So please feel free to share those with me. And until next time, stay grounded, stay magical. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Fem Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.